Mark. Hey, Elaine. It's date night. This is an unexpected date night. Well, it was unexpected for you, but expected for me. So today I have, what is it, just to let everyone know, it's Monday. It's not even like a Friday or a Saturday. It's Monday, Monday night. I have run a conference today. I'm very tired. You, (laughs) You have had a busy day at work as well. And yet in the car on the way home, he said to me, should we do a date night tonight? And I was like, maybe I was, because I was so tired, I was like, yeah, go on then. But you said there was a particular purpose to this date night, which has intrigued me. Yes. This is what I wanted to do for a long time. And we are in a window where it is relevant. Is it the Christmas one? That's the only thing I could think about. Well, well, you have to see, weren't you? But then I think we've seen quite a lot of the Christmas films. Uh, yeah, I'm... Oh, oh. It's not a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film. Okay, right. <laughs> you so, well, you you'll have to see. You'll have to see in ten seconds later. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to give me some clues to see if I can work out what it is, or would we be here for three years? Well, okay, I don't, th- I don't think I'm going to give you any clues. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure if you've actually heard of this film. Okay, right. Have you heard of Escape to Victory? I have, and yet I know nothing about it. Okay, okay. Is it an old film? It is in our lifetime. Yeah, well, oh no, right, sorry, you know what I'm thinking, in our lifetime, I- Yes, but all films have been... Uh, I know all films. Yes, Man from with my Movie life. Camera in our lifetime, yeah. yeah. So it's um, 1980s plus. It's 1981. Right. Oh, right, right, right. okay. Well, I was what were you about to say? I thought it was going to be something like 50s or 60s, something like that. So, it's, yeah, okay. it's somewhat of a cult film. But it is... It's got... Uh, so I tell you, it's got Oscar-winning actors in it. Mm-hmm. It is by an Oscar-winning director, mm-hmm. uh, John Huston. Oh yes, Angelica and Danny and the other Houston family. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I thought you were naming films of his, and I was like, <laughs> no. no, not Danny. It's it, it's Annie, honey. That's what he, that's the film he directed. Not not Danny. It's Annie. The <laughs> no, sun will come I, out tomorrow. <laughs> when I, whenever I hear of a Houston. I always think that because they're they're such a, a legendary family, and the, there's another one as well. There's another Houston that appeared in that TV show where it's in Prohibition era. Yes, you're thinking of Jack Houston. Thank you. Yes, what's the TV show called? Uh, Boardwalk Empire. Thank you. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's another one as well. There's there's a lot of them. So you don't know anything about? This no, film. clearly not. Look oh, at me. Look at me yammering on about the Houstons. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it 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 stars. It stars a National Treasure Oscar winner mm-hmm. in Michael Caine. Oh, okay. My name is Michael Caine. It stars a lot of other people who have mm-hmm. been Oscar nominated as well. Mm-hmm. People who you would like absolute world famous celebrities. Yeah, so when they come up on the screen, I'm going to be like, oh, that's some. Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay. It also stars lots of other people who you will have heard of. Right. Now, do I need to watch the film to work out why we're watching it now? It will be pretty obvious. Will it be obvious? Yes. So you don't want to tell me now, I will just get it when I watch the film. And then yes. when we come back, we can talk about why you've chosen to do yes. it now. This is a film that when we first did oh, Date Night, first thought about Date Night, I've wanted to do this ever since. Oh, right. Okay. And for reasons, it's been put back to this, this yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Should we Mon- get on with it? Monday Night Date Night. Let's get on with it. How long will it take? Well, you must realise it's my busy time. Everybody wants to escape in the good weather. In 
1942, the Nazis thought they were sitting on top of the world, never suspecting that they could be toppled in one conflict, the most unusual battle of the war. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. Okay, I'm ready to sign up. Sign up, man. And you ought to be exhibited in Paris like performing fleas. What about me? Get out. A stacked game. The Third Reich's finest against a ragged bunch of prisoners of war. The Germans thought they had it made. They couldn't run about for 90 minutes. They'd be chucking their guts up. Am I good? Or am I good? What's your name? You know my name. What's your name? I decided to join the team. The American? No. You use that bloody American style again here and you'll be fired. Look, you're playing every shot play American. Can you do it with your mouth shut? Hey, the mouth and the hands work together. It's a team. This match is a propaganda stunt for the Germans. It's a wonderful opportunity for us. The Allied High Command called them crazy. And maybe they were. We want you to contact the resistance for us and arrange the escape of the football team. But I want to thank you all for your concern, but I'm really not planning on seeing Paris until after the war. Well, I'm uh, an orphan. I have no parents, no money. I'm not married. I don't even have a pet. And anything I might say in my sleep to the contrary can't be held against me. And we don't want to be shot as a spy, do we? No. I don't want to be shot as anything. Victory. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and introducing Pele. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Now is the time for heroes. Victory. You've never seen anything like it. You've got to admit, the music of Escape to Victory is very, very similar of the, to The Great Escape. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of borrowed things here. I mean, it was, it was a lot of the reviews at the time said that this film was a mix of the Great Escape mm-hmm. and um, the Longest Yard stroke Mean Machine as it was known in the UK. Are you aware of that film? I think I know the remake. So there's two there's... remakes. Okay. There is. So it was originally Bert Reynolds is a former footballer who's in prison who has to train up a a, a team against like the a guards. Squad. Yeah. It's been remade twice. Once as the Longest Yard in the UK with. Um, Adam Sandler. Oh, really? Doing it, yeah. Oh, um, that does ring a bell, actually. And then once as The Mean Machine, which is a British version where it's soccer, association football, with Vinnie Jones. It's Vinnie Jones. It's yes. Vinnie Jones. And I was just about yeah. to say, is it Vinnie Jones? Yeah. 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 I, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Of all the films we've watched on a date night, mm. this is the one where I really don't know which way around you're going to go. Would you like to know? Uh, well, that, that was kind of <laughs> what I was like hinting a, at. There's a pause. Yes. I find it tonally interesting. <laughs> so there are so many things that we'll come on to talk about where it moves between a very dark prisoner of war camp references to the Holocaust. Yes. Which was I was pleased to see because at one point I thought, oh no, they're just going to treat this like a Butlins holiday camp and this is not what the war was. Mm. Yeah, very to to a lower low. 
there yeah, is a bit of that, that. That movement to the rather, and uh, come on now, chaps, who's going to go to the forger and the tailor and, and the infrastructure of the camp? But then it moves over to the realities of the the Nazi regime. Yes. So it flits from one to the and I actually I find both quite powerful but it does move between them at quite a speed. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of story in this for a 1 hour 50 minute film where the last half hour is a football match. Yeah. So, you know, in that final 80 minute in the sorry, in the initial 80 minutes there is a hell of a lot of work to be done. And I, I... So, I first... I don't remember seeing this growing up at all. And it was when I went to uni. I don't know if it's just the case of that no one that I knew was watching this or anything like that. But when I went to university, we were talking about The Great Escape. And a friend who I lived with, um, Brian, said to me, you know, there's two Great Escapes, don't you? I was like, no, that can't be right. And he was like, no, 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 there's two. There's the Great Escape, like, in the in the 60s. Mm. But then in the 80s, there was another Great Escape, but with football, <laughs> and Bobby Moore, and Pele, and Ozzy Ardiles, and Michael Caine. And I was like, right, this cannot be the case. This is, this is not true. But this is a made-up, yeah. Back, back in that day, we didn't, have, we didn't have the internet. I had to yeah. walk into campus and probably think about it about six months later mm. and go, what the hell was Brian on about that time? Um, but yeah, I... I think this works on a number of levels. I think the sports element of it, of course, like you can build so many different um, films, build this around it. I mean, I love the Mighty Ducks for the same reason as I love this. I love like the Rocky films for the same reason I love this, that you put someone up against it at the end and then they triumph against all odds yeah, in an amazing comeback that's never seen in real <laughs> life <laughs> versions. Of, I mean, even, yeah. like, even like Casino Royale, I love the... There's a poker scene in the remake of Casino... Oh, not the remake, but the the More Daniel Craig Casino Royale, where it goes around and every single person has got like a once in a lifetime hand that you never ever see, and each one with a cost James Bond having the royal flush that couldn't possibly be beaten. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a big fan of this, but I am aware of its limitations. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's it's. It's not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, whoa, but whoa, whoa. but but it is enjoyable. It's mm. tense. Um, there's when you watch it, we got it. Or we rented it on Amazon Prime, and there's there are sort of keywords attached to it, and it was drama, tense, upbeat. And it was like that is exactly what I'm feeling about I'm it. Not convinced there's that much tension. I think there's a lot of tension. I felt a okay. lot of tension. I felt tension around the sports, the sports game, the yes. match, the football match. Yeah. I felt tension around that because you don't want the 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 Nazis to win, do you? Can you I imagine? Mean, no one wants Can you imagine the Nazis if, like, yeah, Nazis win five 0 yeah, The end. Is, and you know what? To be honest with you, I on I really did think that's where they were going because that would be representative of what would happen. The men who were playing the game on the side of the Allies were in prisoner of war camps. They. Um, you know the the camps that we see Michael Caine and his um, colleagues in. They make a point of saying this is not a bad camp compared to many of the others. And then you see mm-hmm. later on um, the people they call the Eastern Europeans is how they refer to it in the, this film. But clearly, um, people 
Um, who at one point Max von Sydow says, "Oh well, the Nazi Party does not consider them to be people." You know, yes. that's very powerful. So yeah, I I was thinking, well, that would be totally representative. They've got a team of people who, okay, most of them are being relatively well treated, hmm. but they still wouldn't have um, regular and free access to food and water and. Tra- training and, yeah. and you see you know, Michael Caine his character says that you know we yeah okay we're, we're in all right shape but we're not the sort of, we want regular rations we want you know proper nutrition um yes for some beer yes. you know that sort of thing you can you could see that against the German team they would wouldn't stand a chance so when we first watched it and they started scoring goals, I thought, well, that, that is representative of what would happen. Five the players. Genuinely, I did think, oh, that's the way it's going to go. And I was waiting for them to escape through the tunnel, you know, for the resistance to come. And when they got down the tunnel, I was really annoyed with them that they turned back. I was like, these poor people from the resistance, this woman has put her and her son's life, René and Francois, have put their lives at risk to look after this American bloke. And the resistance are going through the sewers to try and get you to escape. And you get halfway down the ladder and go, oh, actually, I'd really want to finish a football match. And I do understand the idea around it, which is this is more than just a match, this is representative. And if the Germans are going to use this as propaganda, then we can also use it as propaganda. And obviously they do escape in the end, but I, I really felt we were going down that path. So when you're saying, oh, there's not that much tension, clearly they're going to win... I did not feel that they were going to win. <laughs> well, and obviously they don't. It's it's for all, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a draw. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a draw um, with with a goal disallowed that shouldn't have been disallowed. So they should have won. Yeah. All right, England football fans. <laughs> I mean, it would have been brilliant if had we done this when I originally planned it, and yeah. not just days after England had been knocked out by France. Know, but um, yeah, that's life. I'm afraid. I and, uh... But I do think there's a lot of tension to it. I think there's a lot of pathos. I mean, we're talking a lot about the game. I'm thinking about when um, the crowd started shouting victoire, victoire and victory and, and singing the French na- national anthem. I found that quite moving. Um, but initially, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the film, I mean, that first scene of is someone trying to escape and being killed. Yes. So you immediately set up the fact that people have attempted to escape from this camp mm. multiple times mm. and they are losing their lives. And actually, a real sense of... I thought there was a real class... Um, a theme to it where the these officers these sort of like i said the rathers and you know um um re, uh, and very much of the lolo um <laughs> type, you know the british airmen yes um they i got a real sense of um they were just willing to let anyone try to escape that this was a game to them but there is a real sense of tension that you you know that this has been attempted multiple times and and people are are dying. So I I mean the reading that I have of this and I don't know whether this is true to life or whatever. But the thing is that it's a, it was a it was a exceptional circumstance that the person at the beginning was shot because that's why Max von Sydow comes and has to visit with the Red Cross because mm-hmm. a prisoner of war has been killed. Has been killed. Um, and it seems like obviously there are plenty of people trying to escape because that's what they're doing. And mm-hmm. it's been it's a it's, it's a plot point in film and I assume it is a plot point it <laughs> plot point in real life mm-hmm. that a British officer's it is a British officer's duty, duty yeah. to try and I believe that's something in it's yeah. in the Great Escape. I think it's mm-hmm. even in um 
Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm. Um, but yeah. What um, I find interesting though, the officers who were in charge, they don't seem to be attempting to escape. So um, this is my class thing. Yes. This is my, oh, well, you're quite happy to send all these other people out to mm. do your dirty work, but you're not looking to escape yourself. So yeah, I find that interesting. I don't think that is necessarily your dirty work. Mm. I think because you, you, they're not, they're not breaking out for them they're mm. breaking out for themselves yeah i mean i love the i love the cottage industries around yeah, like yeah, when you go to have his photo taken yeah. and it's yeah the camera comes out the yeah. glass comes out of the glasses yeah to make become the lens and the thing i find and that people really have a joy interesting. the tailor the forger yeah um i love everything about this but yeah it i know it is a bit mm. of fluff mm. But I think there is a reason why it's why why it's fluff. I mean, you've got you've got John Huston directing it, mm-hmm. who hated this film, came out said I did it for the money, right? um, okay. did not consider it um, worthy of his mm-hmm. time at all. Mm-hmm. You also got Michael Caine in there, who is all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a different role for. for I mean, I'm not a big Caine enthusiast. I thought I thought. That um and this is not me fat shaming it any any way shape or form but I thought that he was um a little bit on the bigger side for someone who was meant to be in a prisoner of war camp. Well, he was in his forties um, at the time. And, well, uh, well, we're yeah, we all. Yes. Um, and I mean, I'm like I'm saying, I'm not having a go. Mm. I just felt that I would have expected to have seen him maybe look like he was a little bit nutritionally, you know... I don't think there's a lot of method. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one was yeah. doing Christian Bale in The Machinist in this. No, he, I mean, he didn't look like someone who had been held prisoner for a while. He didn't look like someone who was, you know, playing for West Ham, <laughs> um, even in his younger in his younger days. But I did like him. I know I, one of the players came out and said he was crap at football. He ran 20 yards and was mm, out of breath. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But actually, when he's in, in the mix, and he's because you know, he's meant to be the captain, and he's in the end, and the, the manager. Yes. So he's in the mix and he's managing more than doing anything else I mm. thought it worked really well and he's very commanding obviously yes. is Michael Caine. Michael Caine I thought his relationship with Sylvester Stallone was, was a real high point as well um, I really liked the way that they played off each other what did you make of Sylvester Stallone I enjoy him I mean I really do I just I, you know what was his role he was to play you know as they call him in the film the yank you know yeah. like he's got to play that archetypal American GI you know like I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm a, and actually in this, he's really playing the like, um, he, uh, like the, the, the con man, the con artist. They call him the, the con artist at one point, don't mm. they? The, the sort of the person that's going to get away with everything. And, and I really enjoyed that about him. Like, because you, there's no other reading of it. It's just he's smooth. He's um he's willing to give everything a go. He's going to give it, you know, he's going to give this escape a go. And also he comes good, doesn't he? Because you think oh, he's very selfish, but actually every time he comes through for the team. And he gets to meet René and Francois I at mean, the end. Yeah, I mean, the René, I mean, mm. let me just roll my eyes ever so slightly. I'm not even ever so slightly. Let me just roll my eyes massively at the fact that the only woman, the only woman in this film is set up as falling in love with Sylvester Stallone the minute she sets eyes on him. I mean... Yeah. It, it's tough for them to put women roles in this, let's face it. Like, you're not going to have a tea lady walking around the... Uh, they're in no. a prisoner of war camp. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, when, he, when he gets out and when you get into the... You know, it, why did she have to be... Oh, come and sleep in my... Oh, Francoise, oh, is that your boyfriend? Oh, no, it's my son. Why couldn't she have been... 
part of, you know, and obviously she was to an extent part of the resistance because she, they were using the house as a safe house. But I'd like to see her being part of the strategic lead. Women were strategically leading look, the resistance. Look, when we're looking at the French resistance, and I'm only going by the only docu- <laughs> historical document I know, I know and that's our lower law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen very carefully. I shall say this. Only once. Like, it they was, were, she, the was women. Only, she was only in it for not being Rene. It, she wasn't. <laughs> she did not do anything with Rene. I, I you guarantee. do not know Aloalo. You do not know Aloalo. She didn't go anywhere near Rene. It's the it's the waitresses in the cafe no, that no, no, had no. relationships. I'm telling you, with everyone no fell way. in love with Rene. No, no. We're going to do a rewatch, no, no, and no. I'm going to find I'm going to find Michelle. the bit. Not Michelle. Not Michelle of not the Resistance. Not Michelle. Michelle of the Resistance. I'm no. telling you. I'm telling you now. I know Aloalo. <laughs> I've mentioned Alola a lot in this. I really do love Alola. I realise Alola is incredibly problematic yes. and you'd probably be banned at some point, but to me it's a childhood uh, childhood mm. memory. Um, would it shock you to know that Sylvester Stallone, having done Rocky and Rocky 2 mm. just before this, mm-hmm. um, was a bit of a dickhead on set? Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. I'm sad about that. He I, I really refused to eat with everyone and hang around with everyone else. He was going off on private jets to Paris and London in the oh, middle of things. And he tried to insist that he scored the winning goal. And then it was pointed out yeah, what yeah. the goalkeeper Goalies, does. Yeah. I mean, some of this is probably legend, yeah, especially the is. bit of him insisting to score yeah. the winning goal. But yeah, that is how mm, law dictates. That, well, uh, I suppose, you know, in certain... Uh, if you read it in a set where you know Michael Caine does really come across as he really doesn't like him, yes. or that it's a begrudging sort of mm. like, oh, I sort of, I know that you're good for us in a certain way, but yeah. I'm, I don't really see you as part of this this group. So it does work in that in that mm. sense. That he's always the outsider. Yeah. Would it shock you to know that this is partially based on fact? I was going to ask you if there was any element of truth to it. Did they try to do something like this? Yes and no. I mean, everyone links this to a story which I would really recommend anyone listening to look up, which is the story of FC Start, which was um, not made up of Pele and Mm. Ozzy Aviles Mm. and everything like that, but it was um, a group of, in Kiev, uh, occupied Kiev, the two, they two of the best football teams in Europe at the time, um, Dinamo Kiev and some, yeah, another one which I don't believe exists anymore. And a lot of the players were working in a local bread factory um, as part of Occupied, uh, you, as it would be then U- uh, Russia or USSR, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, I apologize, I don't know the full mm. history. They created a football team called FC Start and had a game against. Against the uh, against the the Germans, yeah, uh, they won against all odds, and it is known as the death match because players afterwards were arrested and many of them executed. Oh, of course, yeah. So yeah. I think that yeah. was the inspiration. Obviously, it's yeah, a very yeah. different story, very different theme, but it is it is a really fascinating mm-hmm. story. I'd urge mm-hmm. anyone just to read up on on the story of FC mm-hmm. Start because it is a real, real um, tragic uh, mm-hmm. story from the mm-hmm. war uh, of these players that were just trying to play football and yeah. um yeah um yeah so how many of the players did you actually recognize so i know pele pele um i know bobby moore and but i did have to say to you is he someone i should know because it just the face just looked familiar yes now, he's I'm... the man who's being carried on the shoulders yeah um so you say ozzy ardiles and when ardiles came up on the in argentina yeah 
something rang a bell for me as soon as you said Ozzy Ozzy it just sort of tripped off the tongue and I thought oh I've heard of him but I don't know why okay so very famous footballer Argentinian mm. Argentinian mm. at this time he was playing for Spurs okay obviously it's released in 1981 uh, in 1982 he was sent out on loan to Paris Saint-Germain for of course reasons for obvious reasons yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah absolute legend mm-hmm. um, there is that like their FA Cup I think Spurs won the FA Cup in 1981 and the the song was about Ozzy Ardiles, like the actual top of the pop <laughs> okay. song. Um, Ozzy's gone. Ozzy's going to Wembley. His knees have gone all trembly. And there is just one clip which to win the cup for Tottenham <laughs> is his line in the song. Also went on to manage Newcastle United in oh, the early nineties. I wonder whether that's where I know him. That might yes. be it, you know, because it's yeah. just there's just something there. Mm. Now, um, I'm ashamed to say I don't know any of the other players. When their names came up, I did think maybe. I mean, so, oh, was it something like Mike Summersby or something? Mike I Summerby. Know, I don't know whether Summerby is just like a, a well-known sort of name. He, or he's something. a well-known player. He played a few times for England. Mm. He was retired at the time, but um, well-known player. His son played in the mid '90s. Nicky Summerby for Man City. Oh, and, that might be yeah. it. It's just the name. The name, yeah. But the others, I'm afraid, I don't but know. The majority of players were came from Ipswich Town. Mm-hmm. Um, legend has it that the manager at the time, War Bobby, so Bobby oh, Robson, yeah, yeah, yeah. came in at like at a game at the end of the year and said, "Anyone got any? Anyone not got any holiday plans?" <laughs> and a few people put their hands up. Like, yeah, do you want to be in a? Do you want to be in a film? film? Yeah, I mean the one that. I recognise the best is John Walk, who's the Scottish guy with the mm-hmm, tash, mm-hmm. Um, who went on to play for... I mean, he was a, as an absolute Ipswich legend. I think he ended his career there as well. Looks exactly the same. Um, uh, went on to play for... Went to play for Liverpool in between and stuff like that. But yeah, he's he was playing up until the 90s, so he must have been pretty young when this was made, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he actually had to have his lines dubbed because his Scottish accent was too strong. <laughs> but yeah, the you know there's there's Dutch players, there's um, uh, Norwegian Norwegian players, yeah. Danish players. Uh, they're a mm. bit before my time mm. of knowing football. I imagine yeah. at the time they'd probably be well known players. I mean, Pele retired by this point. Yes. Um, but yeah, he still manages to get in his uh, bicycle well, kick, all, his, yeah. his famous bicycle kick. I mean, and... there was some really poor direction. I have to say, some really poor editings, and that one I thought was was really clunky because they go to show you him doing the bicycle kick and then they pull away, yeah. but then they come back and then show you it multiple times, times. Yeah. in slow motion. But you've why already seen the ball go into the net. You've already, yeah, yeah. Why not just show it in in, in sort of normal time <laughs> and then go back and give yourself you know. It, it was clunky and there was there are some clunky edits with with Pele particularly in the match where where he goes off um injured <laughs> goes off sick well he goes off injured and he's suddenly in the red top and he's turning round and it's it's clearly a completely different mm. um piece of film to the rest of the you know it's been it's been filmed at a different time and then stamped in in the middle it's not a technical term for filming but you know it, it's just been fit in and it is clunky and the, the the sporting part of it is very different to the earlier scenes with the escape and the almost like the thriller it's almost like a film not of two halves of you know no pun intended <laughs> but um it's it's a bit like he can't quite do that action um set pieces at the end whereas to yes. begin with i really the tension really really built up for me and i really loved the the times of the the, the night in the camp and 
you really got a sense of where everyone was and what they were doing. Mm. And then when Hatch escapes, I thought that was really, really good. So I really enjoyed the direction at the beginning, but I think it, it left much to the imagination towards the end. It's tough to do sport mm. dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is. But I, I mean, for me, like, it, I think it flows pretty well. You could, it's, it's so loosely cut that you don't have to follow anything. Yeah, the ball yeah. is good. Oh, look, the ball in. is the ball the is flying towards the goal. Someone's oh, tackled yeah. someone. Yeah. Um, oh, look, Sylvester Stallone has moved two inches to nothing about Sylvester Stallone. So, um, you've heard of um, you've heard of Gordon Banks, the England yes, goalkeeper. I have, yeah. Goalkeeper in the ninety six six World Cup, mm-hmm. offered to train Sylvester Stallone into how to be a goalkeeper, and he said he didn't. Not interested. He then, on his first day training, but legend has it again, separated his shoulder and broke a rib. And he Ooh. thought, oh, I'll actually listen to what people are saying wow. and how to make a dive. I mean, I love the fact mm. that like the ball is pinged straight at him. Yeah. He, he, he parries, parries yeah, it yeah. or catches it. And then someone mm. says, oh, you're not a bad goalkeeper. You're not a bad goalkeeper. You are. Because yes. I did think, oh, he can't just be the trainer. Something's going to happen here. Yes, that, you know, to to make him more integral part of the match, and I did think, oh, I wonder if he's going to end up being the goalie because he's so like, because he's like rugby tackling people, isn't he? And he's he's always got his hands on the ball. Yeah, and it, and it is an absolutely horrid scene where they have to break the goalkeeper's oh God, arm I know. to get him out of. The... I know, and it is awful. Like it's when they all turn away, and there yes. are some real moments of like, I mean, obviously the the moment where. The people from the the other camps um, yeah. come, and that is a a, a really um, that's a moment of real reflection, and then and, and horror, and also when um, this this guy's arm is is broken yeah. and that, that that turning away and mm. that really that feel of we need to do this because there's more to this than yeah yeah and uh, i mean you're absolutely right about the when the eastern europeans come and it's not play it, it's it's given the it's it's given the respect that it deserves yeah you can yeah of course mm. you, you it could be played a different way yeah. and and it's used as the motivation for to go ahead with this yes. match against the wishes of of the of, of the big wigs in london yeah. I, d- I did feel that there was maybe an opportunity to not just see the people from from the from the the death camps um to see them just as a homogenous group of people who had no voice yeah and i think we would maybe do that very differently these days because they were very much ciphers yes. they, they had no lines, lines. whatsoever yeah. we just saw them in terrible states of distress and then looking a little bit healthier later on, but not an integral part of the team. Yeah. No one no spoke one gets a to game. them. Yeah. yeah. They sat on the bench. I wouldn't have expected them to, but no one speaks to them or talks to them about their experiences or asks them about themselves. They're very much um, shadows. Yeah. And I think now we we might have a different a different view on that, and to to make sure that because if we. My my feeling is I've got right deep in my analysis, but when the when Max von Sydow says that these people are not considered to be people, they're not considered to have any rights, and they're not considered to be human, essentially is what he's saying. Then the film almost compounds that by not giving them a voice and by by treating them as as these ciphers. So. I know I'm going very, very deep into something that's meant to be quite a light-hearted and you know tense, upbeat drama. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think if I if I have uh, notes for the film, 
I think that that was something that sort of struck me as I would have liked to have seen more there. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect us to go that deep to in this. Deep. But yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Um, I find, you know what it is? I don't watch war films very often. So, like, Saving Private Ryan, all the big, you know, I'm trying to think of some other big war films, like, even The Great Escape I hadn't seen until a few years back. And okay. you don't, that was just because it, it's always on at Christmas or something like that, isn't it? And you see bits of it. I I avoid, I haven't seen Band of Brothers, I'm trying to think of other war films. Um, I avoid films about war as much as I possibly can. I find it very hard to watch. And I think because the reality of war, hmm. and I think it's, A, I don't want to watch those sorts of things happening when I know it's happening in real life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And um. certainly, um, and you know, I'm thinking of things like Schindler's List and, and things like that. I've never watched all the way through because I can't... Um, I don't have the strength of character to be able to to see it through. So mm. when I watch a film like this, which is a film set at the time of a, an awful war, um, I can't help but reflect on the realities of that war and the way that it represents it. And I know some people, and I was thinking about this while I was watching it, I know some people who have been through the war yeah. find great comfort in these films because it's almost like uh, right okay I can I can go back and I can think of the men that I served with and this this is reflects the camaraderie that we mm. had and I would have loved to have been in you know I think I would love to have been in that team and I know many people who have been through the war really enjoy watching the war films um enjoy might not be the right word but like I'm thinking yeah. of people that I've known in my own family for example who would watch these films because it was a representation, whether it was realistic or not, but a representation of the experience that they had. But I, I do not run towards war films as a as a category of something that I really enjoy. Okay, I mean that's this is... why I've got in gone into that level of analysis about that. This is what I'm not explaining it as sort of like a oh let me talk about war films. I'm trying to answer your question of why have we ended up going into this level of analysis. I don't think I actually asked the question like okay. that, but uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think that's all in your I've face. I've got a question for you. All right. Why is it, and this is not to do with this film, okay. why is it you stay away from war films? Oh God, you're going to ask me that, aren't you? But true, but you like love a, true a crime. horrific true yeah, crime. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether, well, I'm saying the horrors of war, but also I do like, watch Should we go back stuff. to some of the things you reviewed recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, yeah. I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a question we'll just have to keep thinking about. Can we talk about Max von Sydow's character? Yes. Because I do find the concept of like the nice Nazi again to be an in, I'm going to put an in, in third commas an interesting concept, um, and I think that's what he's played out to be, isn't he? Like he's really on their side, or he doesn't really mind that they're escaping. Or I don't. And I. I... I mean, these a lot of these people are doing are have been conscripted mm. and are fighting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, they don't that. necessarily follow the ideals of the yeah. people, but yeah, they are. You know, it's what what are you what's the other what's That's the alternative? That's why I think it's an interesting and inverted commas concept. I'm and not I think sort you know, of telling, saying that they're all they see their opposition as human. Mm-hmm. I think there is yeah. there is a human element to that, mm-hmm. and certainly from Max von Sydow is it, yeah. 
Um, you asked the question mm. about why he didn't do the Nazi salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have looked. I've looked this up previously. Yeah. And that would be representative of, and I don't quite know what would separate it from doing from yeah. one, some person doing it, some person not of a certain period of the war. Like I think it's nineteen early nineteen forties. Only certain people would do the the, the, the Nazi the salute, salute. Yeah. whereas other people who would be fighting, um, who, who would be on the side of the Axis. Mm. Axis of evil, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. is, is that not World no, War One? No, but I won't know. Anyway, but, on the yeah. side, anyway, on the, on the baddies' side, <laughs> the baddies. yeah. um, would be, yeah, would only just do a, a traditional salute. Oh, so that okay. is... Because I, I did see that as consistently through, like, there were certain yes. officers who would not do the Z Kyle and some of them mm. would, do, would, yeah, okay. And that is, yeah, that is the reason why. Because sometimes people who have, for example, Jewish heritage, do play... Um, people within war war films, and I know mm. that there are certain actors who will say, "Okay, I will play this character, but I will not do the salute, or I will not engage in in certain things." And I wondered if there was like a a, a personal level to it. That's why I asked you the question. I mean, it might, it but might, it might be. be. It, it might, might be, not. But, but there is the history. There, is there, yeah. it, you can tie it into a, a narrative yeah. that actually happened. Do you know what the hardest part of this film was? Apparently, <laughs> no God. Finding a football stadium without floodlights. Oh, okay. Because yeah. all nowadays, every and even in the early eighties, every ground has floodlights. Whereas in the nineteen forties, none mm-hmm. of them would. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all filmed in. Oh, the majority of it was filmed in Budapest. Oh, was it? Uh, set up right. a concentration oh, camp that, just oh, outside it. I honestly thought. Um, I thought that. Uh, it was all in France because you know when he goes to Paris and he's on the Metropolitan Line. I think there is some. Obviously, it's in, in Paris. there. I know yeah, it's in yeah, there, but yeah. I thought, given that they were filming in Paris, I thought, oh well, they're on the outskirts mm. of, of, of Paris or in, in France. Oh, it's cheap though, isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but I mean, but I, I mean, to be fair, the scenery looked really lovely yeah. when they when he's on the. And actually, the bit I got really excited about was when Hatch escapes and he gets on the train and he's on the train oh. and he's going off. And <laughs> but the, when they are also on the train going through the countryside, it doesn't really lovely. I did not expect you to have this sort of reaction to it. Sorry, I feel um, no, I feel no, no, I should no. apologise because I feel I've taken this down a really dark path. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I mean, look, this is this is Second World War. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. The, the, it needs to be discussed. Yeah, and there are things in this. And it is, it's it's very. I mean, it's it's not necessarily it's not representative of the film itself. It's just that it lends itself to discuss the, mm. these issues. And actually, I would feel really wrong. Person, my personal thing was, I would feel really wrong saying to you, "Oh, what an amazing environment! It's so funny, and it's so," and not talk about the realities of the issues that it's talking talking about in in quite a minor form. Like it's not dwelling on the, the you know, it's very much here's a football match and we're going to win against the baddies, but it does uh, it does refer to certain things um, within that context. So that's what. <laughs> Sorry. I just, yeah, I'm just gonna end up apologizing because no, I just feel well, like it's not apologize. Well, I know, I just feel like it was you you're like, oh I got to watch this film about goodies beating baddies and I'm going, Well, let's discuss the consequences of the you know so, Yeah, but obviously I feel like doing a rainbow flick <laughs> yeah. was good, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I enjoyed it, I have to say. I enjoyed the thriller element of it, I enjoyed the sporting element of it. I liked the act I thought the acting was great. I liked the people who sh- who could have been in L O L O. Um so you know, something for everyone. <laughs> I still think Michelle and uh, Rene hooked up. No, they didn't. Please don't Are you say that sure? To me. Yes. I am I'm like it's 
it's like one of the things like she she's just she's very you know she's the resistance she's the one of the leaders of the of the resistance she's got no time for renee it's the it's the women in the cafe and madame edith who loves him on alas he does not love her back um who were the people who were all over him i'm pretty sure that he also hooked up with the German woman as well at one point. Oh, does he? I'm, well, look, I you know it better I, than me, no, but I didn't I'm really pretty think sure. that Helga... Helga's off with hair flick. <laughs> Can we finish this thing with them singing Rocking <laughs> Around <laughs> the Christmas Tree? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Can we finish it with Ozzy's going to Wembley, his knees are going all trembling? Oh, I might do. <laughs> okay. I'll have a think about it. <laughs> Anything else to add? No, no, nothing from no, me. Nothing no, nothing from nothing. me. I, I'll just take it down a really dark path again, so I best stop now. <laughs> um, three and a bit stars for me. Um, I know you didn't ask the question, but I'm going to tell you the answer anyway. Three and a half. Three. I'm not quite sure I'm on the half. I'm more sort of like 3.3, 3.4. I can't you... quite give it okay. three. Oh, okay, I'll give it three and a half. Let, I'll give it three and a half. Let's do the test, right? Oh, so right, it's okay. a Saturday afternoon. It's not yeah. on telly. Yeah. You're flicking through the channels. Yeah. And it's on. That's do really you difficult. no right? Hang on. There's nothing else on. Me. Oh, right. I don't need a literal contractual yeah, agreement right. when you're doing this. Do you stick with it for ten minutes? Do you stick with it for half an hour? Do you watch it till the end? I can't give you an answer to that. That's a really hard question. I think that's a really good rating system. Oh, I, but I would find that so difficult to give you the correct answer. I really would find that straight away. I'm like anxious because I don't know what the answer is. Would you be against watching it? No, again? I wouldn't be against watching it again. Although it would have to, like, like you say, it would have to be just on in the background at the moment. I don't think I could. If you would say to me in a couple of months' time, "Oh, let's put Escape to Victory on," Escape to Victory, Escape yeah. to Victory, Not just escape. called Victory, right? In, okay. in America, um, <laughs> Escape from Victory. That wouldn't work, would it? If you said, "Oh, it's Saturday night, let's stick it on," I w- I would say no. I want to watch something else. Whereas why if, I've just said Saturday afternoon, there's nothing else on. Yeah, but if you were to say, oh, let's watch Godfather Part 2, even though I've seen that multiple, multiple times, I would be like, okay, let's watch Godfather. I, so it's not it's not the Godfather Part 2 is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, it would probably, you know, give it a give it a few years and I might sort of watch it again. I mean, it, it, it's there not, is my literal it's not even inside out, is it? You know, three and a half no, stars. No, no, well, uh, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. But better than, <laughs> better than Crank. Oh, God, I mean... Can anything be worse than crank? Yes, a lot of things. No, I suppose so. Right. Well, on, on that bombshell of Elaine not wanting to play with my fun and innovative um, <laughs> rating system because she's far too literal. I need to find the answer to the question. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. If you would like to follow us on social media, we are at The Homing Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you would like to leave us a review on Apple podcast it's now called not iTunes yeah, for the first iTunes. time I've ever not called mm-hmm. it or a star rating on Spotify that would really appreciate and help other people find us see you next time see you next time <laughs>